Chapter One. Good morning, totally. Dawn creeps through the mist, as a great big yellow sun rises slowly up over the bog. Under every rock, and into each deep peaty pool, its warm rays reach out, waking up all the little creatures who have slept the night away. A gentle stirring and rippling creep through the bog as the new day begins, and the dreams of the night before float off like spiders' webs into the skies. Right across the land, the sun moves, waving goodbye to the moon as it heads off to the farthest corners of the earth in search of the night-like stars. Have a good journey, my old friend, and keep safe on your way. The moon graciously nods its old head and slowly disappears into the mist. On the sun glides until it reaches an old stone bridge which crosses a little river. A great big willow tree. Drapes her branches like a curtain in front of the arch, and dipping her beautiful golden head under the leaves, the sun looks in and whispers, "Good morning, Toadly, my little friend. It's time to wake up." Buried deep in a great big downy nest of ferns, a furry little creature stirs. And slowly rolls over on his back, greeting the sun with a great big smile. Is it really that time? He says as he stretches his arms up and gives a great big yawn. Yes, my little friend, laughs the sun. It really is. What a beautiful day, says Toadley. Peeping out from his warm nest through the leafy curtain, the sun gives him a little tickle, and moving on, says, "How fun, my little friend! Who knows what adventures lie ahead? How fun!" Chapter Two: A New Beginning. Toadley lay back on his soft pillow and thought about how good the sun had been to him, and how she had helped to change his life completely. A few weeks ago, Toadley had been lying on the bank of the river, half in, half out of the water. He was soaking wet and shivering with the cold. Great big tears plopped down his furry cheeks and splashed onto the rocks beside him. He was so so sad, and couldn't understand what had happened to him. Where was Jimmy? Why hadn't he come back to collect him and bring him home? The more totally thought about his friend, the more upset he became. Jimmy and totally. 
had been best friends forever. In fact, since the day Jimmy had been born seven years ago, but lately, Jimmy had made a new best friend, one who sniggered nastily every time he saw Totally. Why don't you get rid of that tatty old bear? He had asked Jimmy. You look really silly walking around with that old thing stuffed under your arm all the time. Sean, for that was the name of his new friend, eventually convinced Jimmy that he looked silly. And that was how Totally had found himself lying abandoned on the riverbank, cold, wet, and very, very unhappy. Okay, so he was a bit tatty, and yes, half of the stuffing was missing from his head, but it had never bothered either Jimmy or Totally. They had been quite happy before Sean had come along and ruined everything. The sun had been on her travels around the world when she had spotted Totally, half in and half out of the water. Normally, she would have kept on going, but there was something about this little teddy bear that made her stop and have another look. Are you okay, little fellow? She asked quietly, so as not to frighten him any more than he already seemed to be. Totally mumbled something, but the son couldn't make out what he was trying to say at all. She took a closer look and saw that the stuffing was sticking out of his head, and there seemed to be some missing. Maybe that was why he was having problems speaking, she thought to herself. Her heart went out to him. She just couldn't leave him lying there, alone and frightened, and so, lifting him up gently with one of her rays, she carried the little teddy off and brought him towards an old castle right at the edge of the bog. When they arrived, her old friend, the elder Wiblet, took totally carefully from the son's arms and carried him into his fixit room in the old castle. Take good care of him, please, said the son. He's a really special little teddy, and I think his heart has been broken by someone. The elder Wiblet nodded his wise old head and told the son that he would do his very best to help the little fellow. He couldn't promise he would be able to fix him completely, but he would try his very best to do so. Totally didn't remember much of what happened while he was in the fix-it room, but when the sun came to collect him a few days later, she saw a much happier little teddy than the one she had left behind. The elder Wiblet had done an amazing job, and had even managed to put most of the stuffing back in Totally's head. He hadn't been able to get it all in, but at least Totally was now able to speak, even though he was still very shy and didn't have much to say for himself. The sun brought Toadly back to the river, where she had made him a nice, soft, ferny bed under an old stone bridge. You'll be fine here. I'll be in to wake you up every morning, and you'll soon make new friends. And the moon has promised to tuck you in every night. She kissed Totally on his little furry head, 
and went off on her travels around the world, leaving him to settle into his new home. And totally had settled in. And even though he still found it hard to do some things on his own, and sometimes even forgot how to do things, he managed quite well and was very happy indeed. Slowly the sad memories had begun to fade away, and now Totally was enjoying his new life on the riverbank and looking forward to the start of another day. Chapter 3 Crossing the Bridge Totally was now wide awake and rather hungry. He decided to head off to get some honey for his breakfast. He walked along the riverbank until he came to another bridge which crossed the river just before Loch Tatinula. Climbing up onto the bridge, he looked way out across the loch, where he spotted two swans who were stretching their great long necks up towards the sky. Their feathers were as white as white could be, and totally watched as they glided gracefully across the water. Four young cygnets swam out of the reeds to join them as the sun came overhead. Oh, how lovely they look, said Toadley to himself. How I wish I could look like that, he sighed as he looked down at his own little body. The sun smiled down and stroked his little furry head. You are so lovely, little Toadley and just about the nicest little creature anyone could meet. Be happy, my little friend. Be happy, just as you are. Totally took another look at himself and decided hmm, that maybe he didn't look as awful as he thought after all. His body was covered in the loveliest, softiest, browniest fur ever, and he was wearing a rather nice-looking little red tie. Totally bent his head to look at his reflection in the water. But the morning waves were rippling under the bridge, and he couldn't see a thing. Be happy, just as you are, the waves called out to him as they passed. Be happy. Chapter 4 Paddle Skaters Totally bent his head down a little further as soon as the waves had passed. But he bent a little too far and <laughs> he fell right off the bridge and straight into the water. As Totally sank deeper and deeper, a little group of paddle skaters paddled furiously around, racing up and down and over and back, trying to find him. They saw bubbles of air floating to the surface, and when they looked down onto the water, 
They could see panic in his eyes as he struggled to swim up. There was nothing they could do to help him, as they were just too small. And so, a little group of them broke away and paddled ever so quickly to the swans to ask for help. Father Swan swam over, the paddle skaters rushing ahead of him to show him the way. When he reached the spot, he stretched his great long neck under the water. Near the bottom of the lake, he spotted something red floating up towards him. He wasn't quite sure what it was, but it certainly didn't belong in the lock, and so he grabbed it tight with his beak and pulled and pulled. The paddle skater scurried quickly out of the way as Toadily's furry little body broke the surface and scattered droplets of water everywhere. Chapter 5 That Twilight Moment The paddle skaters looked on as Father Swan brought Toadily over to the bank and laid him gently down on the grass. The day stood still as they all waited to see if he would come round. And the sun stopped in her tracks as she watched her little friend lying there helpless. She stretched one of her long rays down to warm the little fellow up and spoke to him in a soft voice so as not to frighten him. The paddle skaters flitted across the top of the water, wondering all the while what to do, while Father Swan and the Sun tried to make totally better. Eventually, he came around just as twilight fell, and the Sun was finally able to head off on her way. Father Swan put totally on his back, and swam up the river to bring him home. He tucked him up safely in his little ferny bed under the old stone bridge and waited until he had fallen asleep. The moon, who had met the sun on her way to the far side of the world and been told the story, called out to Father Swan as he passed over the bridge. I'll keep an eye on Toadley tonight, he whispered, and make sure he's okay. The paddle skaters, who had followed Father Swan up the river, decided that they too would keep an eye on the little fellow. And so they tucked themselves behind a rock out of the flow of the river for the night. Father Swan said goodnight to them all and headed off back down the river to his family, thankful that everything had worked out okay. What good friends we meet as we go through the day, the moon thought to himself as he shone his soft light down on the land. What a lucky little fellow totally is. Father Swan arrived back at the nest just as the stars came out. Mother Swan and the Cygnets were all looking out over the lock, 
waiting for him to come home. As soon as they saw him, they swam out to meet him, all talking at the one time, trying to find out how total he was. Hush, hush now. He quietened them. Totally is just fine. And the moon and the paddle skaters are all looking after him. Now, let's all go to bed. Sleep well, little ones, said Father Swan as they climbed into the nest and tucked their heads under their wings. We've a big day ahead of us tomorrow. What's happening tomorrow, Dad? asked Leliana in a tired little voice. She thought she heard him say, Tomorrow we fly. But her eyes closed over and she was asleep before she heard 